Blog Talk Radio. I'm not telling you niggas, I'm not a regular nigga. No, I was been supposed to change up. I was been supposed to fold all this pressure. I was been supposed to change up. Nigga, what would I look like? I come from the hood, I represent the only way up. Had to hustle, boy, I'm trying to touch the toy, I'm trying to fuck these LA streets up. Think it's safe to say that I did it, look, nigga, up. Handed Jay, back on the man green heggs and ham. My mans, let me know if I'm in there, if I'm in there. Let me check this out. Okay, we in there. Boom. Heavy hand, green eggs and ham back on demand. Bitch, I'm the man. Bitch, I'm the man. Bitch, I'm the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a lot, man. It's been a lot since we've, we've last talked. Ah, technical difficulties, man. Technical difficulties. The internet. What does it mean? The grid. Moon, stars, and quasars, man. What is what is all this shit? IT. Who knows? It's this magical shit that just happens. And if when it doesn't happen, that vaunted day when all that shit just don't happen, boy, you better have them heats and that water together. Because motherfuckers finna freak out. But um, look, though, we here for other talks. We're here for other talks. Uh, since we've last spoken... The Raptors pulled it out, game six, took it home in a game that, you know, had a lot of twists and turns, a lot of different emotions went on in that game, and the Raptors, a lot of fortune went their way, if you ask me. Nonetheless, the Raptors, the country of Canada, have an NBA champion delivered by the big hands of Kawhi Leonard. Will Kawhi Leonard even be there next year? Will this be the first time a guy has gone to a team for one year, brought a championship, and dipped? I don't know. I think so. This might be a first time maybe in sport. I don't even know if Deion Sanders. I I know he brought one to San Francisco. Then he went to Dallas. I don't know if that was following season after Super Bowl, though. I'm not sure. But, you know, this is unprecedented in the NBA, I'm certain. I I can't remember a time. Correct me if I'm wrong out there. Um, Other big news, Lakers. (laughs) We back in this bitch. We back in this bitch. Look, man, we spoiled out here. We we ain't with all this weight and build and, you know, uh, what, what they do down there in Houston. Analytics. Look, we don't do that. We go big fish. Fishing. We go big shark fishing. That's what we've been doing since we bought Wilt to this motherfucker. Since we bought Kareem to this motherfucker. Since we bought Shaq to this motherfucker. We and, and then we bought don't last but not least, let's not forget Pal Gasol. Still the deal for us in two thousand nine or whatever it were when we landed him. So we don't do all that drafting. And all that be that rebuilding and and all of that, you know, we we get we get to the 
to the to the get down. We ain't got a lot of time to rebuild and and build our team through the draft like some of you other suckers. We don't do it. I don't like that shit for sure, bro. I don't like that shit. Nah, big shark fishing out here in L.A., baby, and we back back, like Magic said when he got LeBron. This year we back. Next year we gonna be back back. And we back back right now. We back back. And, uh, you know, we ready for any nigga. You know, we already, uh, the, the Gambinos said it. The mobsters. The ones who run Vegas. You know, when they make that, uh, when they tell you who's the favorite in the preseason, man, you might as well lock it in nine times out of ten. So we locked and loaded in LA. Free smoke, free smoke. Hey, free smoke, free smoke. Hey, free smoke, free smoke. Hey. We ready for that shit. We coming this year. We back back. ADs in Los Angeles. And I'm going to get down to some of the real nitty gritty details about um, how we fill out the rest of this roster. I think I got a good a good listen for you guys and what exactly the Lakers should be doing to fill out this rocket, this roster to make sure we can fulfill this preseason prediction. So we'll talk about that. We got LeVar banned from the NBA, man. I mean the NBA. We got LeVar banned from ESPN going forward is what ESPN is reporting. They they didn't say he's done. We're never working with him again. Let's be specific. And we'll talk about that. They just said we don't have anything planned going forward. But what I want to talk about, why is it this just clear-cut consensus opinion that LeVar was just totally in the wrong? Look, I think it's subjective at the least. God damn. In today's day and age, man, if you if you a man going to work, you better be conscious of how you talk to women. I don't care what rapport you guys have, how friendly you are. Y'all could be back slapping buddies, lunch hanging, lunch hanging buddies. You might even go get a drink after work. But look, be careful of telling a lady she looks nice. Do not compliment that blouse or any how any clothing is fitting her. I made a mistake one time, man, at work. I'm a young buck at this time. I told a lady, uh, oh, man, that hair makes you look so much younger. <laughs> now, I'm thinking, I know, look, sounds stupid now, right? But at the time, I'm thinking, this is a compliment. And that lady hated me. He couldn't stand a nigga after that. But, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, so LeVar, you know, I, 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 we'll talk about it. I don't feel like LeVar was trying to go out the draws or nothing. You know, I don't think LeVar was really trying to get in a draw. But we'll talk about, we'll talk about whether LeVar was really going for it or not, man. But, um, and then lastly, lastly, and, and last but not least, to me, the best. We're going to save the best for last, man. But he's back. The best thing about this guy is he's back like he never left nothing. OJ. And the rebrand is in full effect, and I fully subscribe. And OJ's on Twitter. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. OJ. Oh. Fucking Grandpa OJ is amazing. And what he's bringing out here to the table, look. Chills ran through my spine. We got we got to understand. God damn it. That's wifey's ass. Um. Chills ran through my spine when, uh, you know, you can't be a known killer and out of jail and be saying shit like this. I got a little getting even to do. 
Give me a second, guys. All right, that's the wife. She's she's doing great wife type stuff. Things they do. But let me get to it. Look, man, you can't be a known killer. You're out here dropping shit like I got a little getting even to do. But man, look, I subscribe. I followed them the first day. A lot of you guys are having moral battles with yourself, and like, no, I don't agree with what you know. I don't agree with him. Look, I think he did the shit. Now, you know, I, I think he definitely had parts in doing. Look, that's part. He he was definitely a part of the murder, in my estimation. Should be in jail still. But nonetheless, I'm not gonna fight myself. I'm not gonna fight greatness. You know, this guy's Hey great. Twitter world, this is yours truly. Oh gee. But we'll get back to the top, man. And uh before I do it all, we got family online. Let me bring the fellas in. We got the whole outsiders podcast in this bitch. Let's do it. Is this really your real phone number? Let me bring him on. 
we got the uh, we got the other third of the Outsiders Boxing Podcast on. Let's do it. God dang it. Let's rip it. Lydia again, Lydia again, I got it, we lit it again. Lydia again, Lydia again, I got it, we did it, we lit it again. Yerp. Yerp, what up, family? Yeah, yep, yep. What's up, JP? How you doing, man? Ain't nothing much over here, just... Enjoying a beautiful day out here in Central Cali. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you restarted it because when I first called in, you know, I just heard the – I felt like it was a silent podcast. I don't know if we were doing a whispering episode or what was going on, but uh, we got a whole lot of stuff to talk about, man. So, shit, I'm, I'm glad to get in this one with you guys because I've uh, been waiting on this uh, this show to come out for a little while now. So, just chilling right now, man. Yeah, yeah, I've been having – Cats hitting me up, man. I, it's a, you know, I got some homies out there that's like, nigga, I'd, I'd be needing that heavy-handed edition to get me through this truck driving route I'll be doing out this motherfucker. So, uh, you it's know, been, I'm, it's I'm, been high demand, bro. I, you know, for the ones who fuck with me, I gotta say, nigga, I'm here. Nigga, be happy. I'm here and ask some real questions. You know, I'm late, but I'm, I'm in this motherfucker though. But uh, yeah, man. So let, let's just start it off with the old news. We should have been covered. Game six, it all went down. Game six, it all went down. Clay got re-injured was the biggest thing that happened in game six. It looked like Clay, Steph, firing on all cylinders, took off fast. Clay looked like he was on his way to 40, 50 points, goes up on a fast break for a two-handed jam, and uh, comes down awkwardly. Looks like uh, his left knee kind of did a little little weird move. Um, Clay went down, and to me, that pretty much sealed the deal. That was the final nail in the coffin. Some arguing uh, whether or not, you know, if Clay, if just Clay would have been healthy, would that have been enough to pull out game six and eventually take a game seven? But uh, I don't know, man. I, I want to start with, uh, I'll start with URC. Do you think Clay, Clay getting injured was just the nail in the coffin or was it in Inevitably, a Raptor victory. None, either way it went. Either way it went. I thought that the Warriors were going on fumes. They did have a fighting spirit of champions. I could say that. Um, but I just like Toronto all around with the depth, three-point shooting, all that good stuff around. And, I mean, you know, the Warriors, they definitely got the heart of a champion, man. It was going to be a hard out. After they had won game two or three, I believe, um, I was like, dude, it's not going to be an easy. You know, people are like, oh, Raptors just blew their chance. Where are you going to get them now? So, yo, man, these guys are champions for a reason. It's not going to be an easy out. I think the job will get done as I pick the Raptors to go in six, but I didn't think it was going to be easy at all. So um, Now, RC, I want you I, to go I ahead think- and get your shine on. Get your shine on. Me and Willa haven't let you live. In our group text, we haven't let you live on, on, on fucking Twitter. So I, I do gotta say, I don't know now. RC didn't call this shit in a capacity where KD and Clay are are fully healthy. I don't know, so I don't want anybody taking no credit for those of you you few RC, and I'm giving you your credit now. RC called it in six. I don't know if all the things have to fall in the favor as far as health of the Golden State Warriors in the favor of Toronto for it to happen in six. 
Now, did you call it still thinking we would have a full capacity clay and maybe even a KD? Yes. Whether there was KD there, Clay there, it don't matter. I had the Raptors pulling it out from the beginning of the season, like I said, as soon as they got Kawhi Leonard. Last thing I expected was KD and Kev and uh, Clay to get hurt. So, you know, I didn't put that into any consideration. I thought Kawhi would do enough to bother KD, which he didn't really do that as far as what Kevin did in the last game he was in before his injury. He was doing good. But uh, I just really like Toronto from top to bottom. And, you know, I'm not like some other people in our group message. I don't need to pat myself on the back or nothing like that. I picked Toronto to win a six just because I like the the number one seed, a really good team who upgraded from a superstar or from a regular star to a superstar. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward with Kawhi, though. I really like that Raptors team, and it'd be a very smart decision for him to stay where he's at because you're not going to find a second option in a, 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 a Robinson Batman who's uh, as young and raw and green as Pascal Siakam. The only free agent they got is Danny Green right now. If Kawhi stays, you know he's staying. So um, there'll be something to look. There'll be something to look after, man. Moving into next year. So uh, I like Toronto. I just thought the Warriors burn themselves out. And plus, you know, being a Sacramento Kings fan, uh, I know the the goods and the bads that come with Demarcus Cousins and. As soon as the Warriors picked him up, I just couldn't see them winning a championship this year. <laughs> well, RC, you called it, brother, and you get your you get your credit for that. I don't believe you called it with the knowing that if even if KD was there, and even if I ain't buying all that, but you called it, Willa. How'd you feel about it, bro? Do you feel if if we at least had a full capacity Clay Thompson? this ends differently or do you think this was inevitably a Toronto Raptor win? Well, you know, as, as far as a full, I think if clay was going, if clay was balling the rest of that game, he was, they were probably going to win that one. Were they going to win it, win in Toronto? I think it was going to be close because we all know Lowry. He likes to disappear at home and Kawhi, you know, everybody's pumping Kawhi up, but those last two, two games, Kawhi didn't, wasn't really doing nothing. He got carried by uh, Siakam, and then, oh, like, what's my man's name, Blair Fleet, who was hitting big shots after big shots, game five, game six. You know, even though he scored 20, 20, 25 points, I think, both games, he wasn't really doing shit. So I don't know if he was all the way hurt, you know, uh, but I know at Toronto, the game, you know, they were sort of struggling. Those other guys like to struggle sometimes, man. So I don't know if a full, if Clay. If they would have beat them without Clay, I, I'm not sure about that. If they had KD and Clay 100, percent they would have they would have watched those guys. But Toronto did great, man. Uh, you know, it was it was an entertaining entertaining series. So you know that's you know that's all I could ask for. You know, I did think Toronto was going to make it to the championship against the Rockets and lose to the Rockets, but you know they did that thing. Me and RC yeah. called it. RC gets his. Uh, yeah, I do think Clay was a big factor in that, man. <laughs> and just not even, you know, KD, I agree with Willa. They I I might I might say five games. Five to six Warrior win. But let's listen to a little sound, man. We got a little clay clay talk, but I was sad to see it. I was like, God damn, the basketball gods are saying, uh, Golden State, it's over for you. Period. 
I mean, literally, look, dude, we had Looney injured. We we playing Bogut. We got Cousins injured. KD's gone. Clay's gone. You know, it's like you are depleted. It's like the basketball guards. It's like the Lakers in 88 where they sat down fucking in the first game of the finals. Magic and Byron Scott was going for the whole shit. You not winning. Period. It's over. The basketball gods have spoken. But let's get a little Clay news, man, because that's where I believe was the deciding factor. Clay was on his way. And, of course, I was the man telling y'all Clay's importance. Niggas was talking about Kimba and shit. Man, stop that. Clay is a top 15 player in the league. You ask me, let, let that guy get his shot. Nobody disagrees. Nobody disagrees. Clarify, clarify. Uh, I said who had a better year this year. All we were going off is this year. Overall, Clay is better. I've never said Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson is an all-time great shooter. He's better than Kimball Walker. But this year, Kimball Walker is better. It's better. It, it's, you know, Kim Walker is a better all-around guy, and he had a better year than Clay Thompson this year. Not a career, just a better year this year. That's all I was saying. I believe Kimball's overhyped. Um, year wasn't all that good. He's a volume shooter that shoots um, that's under they six foot five. And what they shoot from three in the free point line. There you go. And then oh, who's a know. better defender? Hey, Kimba Walker. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Regular, regular, regular. <laughs> that's how I feel about it. That's how I feel, all man. Broke. All NBA. Hey. That's a regular All-NBA nigga. I mean. What, man? Willa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Regular, regular, regular. Short. Volume. We we can defend him. We can. But what Clay brings to the table, you ain't. It's, it's going to be a lot more to stop that. That's all I'm saying. And then a far better two-way player. But you, you're right. You are actually right. You're talking about this season, and I keep going for this overall thing. I, I can't stop myself from going there, it seems. But um, let, let me get this clay in. Give it a listen. Wish it was sunny. Sunny. A little bit, a little overcast. It's all good. The release came out today that Kevin might not, was probably not going to be uh, what you got at the start of the finals. How do you guys adjust to that? Oh, man. Keep doing what we've been doing. Um. It'll be incredibly, it'll be really difficult without him, but, I mean, it's doable for a mind, but. Oh, man, I'm very grateful uh, to be recognized. Huge honor and motivation to keep going and hope you get on the first team one day. Was that important? At all, I mean, I know you hadn't been, and that was kind of like Yes, it was. I was happy to make it. Uh, it's hard work, and I was very happy to make it. What part of your defense do you think maybe didn't get fully credited for? I'm not sure. I don't know. Good question. Is that it? I'm not, exactly. <laughs> not exactly what I was looking for, but nonetheless, <clears throat> Clay Thompson, man, uh, underrated. And I think the deciding factor in what sealed the deal, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi dominant, showed, you know, 
like I said, man, Kawhi came out there, surprised everyone. I didn't see, I didn't know Kawhi was this good. RC, did you know Kawhi was this good? Not offensively, not offensively. Um, he shot better than he's ever shot in his entire career this year, and uh, it was. I didn't see it from him like that in San Antonio, so no, I can't. I can't take that. He showed a whole other level this year. I know Willard wants to nitpick with the last two games, but there's no doubt about who the best player in the entire 2019 playoffs were. That's showing up, man. Willard, did you know Kawhi was this good? No, I know Kawhi is real good. I thought he was better. See, that's the thing. People are taking it to like I'm hating. In fact, you know, I was looking forward to Kawhi taking that next step and going into the upper echelons of a, like a top, you know, a, uh, a arguably top 15, top 10 player of all time, him and Steph. That's where I put Kawhi. Kawhi's got game. Like, Kawhi is very good, and he's, like, self-made, and he's strong, and he, he's, got, he's got game. I know, and he's got that mid-range jumper. So if you're strong, you got a mid-range jumper. You're hard to deal with, and he's got some big ass hands. Kawhi can ball. I knew he could ball. Being a, a, a MVP, a two-time uh, Finals MVP, doing all that stuff, he could have been if he would have balled out those games five or six, one of those two. If he would have balled out one of those two games, I would have put him. I could have started saying, okay, Kawhi is making his making his way up the list. If Curry. Now, Curry, on the other hand, if he would have balled out uh, those last two games or when it counted, like when it really – if he would have hit that shot, you would have started having to put Curry into like the top ten range of all-time players. You know what I'm saying? And it it sounds crazy, but you just have to do it. And I don't like like Curry, but I have to give him respect to what what he's able to do. But he has to – but it was arguable. It's starting to become a, a, a real argument, even if you wouldn't do it. You've got to you've got to understand where somebody would be coming from, but he didn't he didn't show up either. He doesn't like to show up. I don't think Kawhi showed up. That's it. I know he could ball. What? I don't think he showed up, but it might have been because he was hurt. Well, uh, how? I mean, the man's numbers is because probably near thirty. Yeah, but so but but Steph showed up. Steph had like twenty thirty points and didn't show up at the end. You've got to show up at the end. To be considered the best, the grace, you got to show up when it's time to close. You know what I'm saying? Harden put up the same numbers that Kawhi put up in the playoffs. We didn't win shit because numbers don't always matter. It's about winning. And Kawhi, he won, but he was on the side looking around while Bland Fleet was hitting big shots, while uh, Siakam was going to the whole hitting big shots. I think those last couple of games, he might have had, what, six, seven points total in the fourth quarter in two games? I mean, he did have some good games in that series, but you know that's what stars are supposed to do. But he didn't. He didn't finish it like, you know, like I think he should have. And man, I'm just disappointed. And that's you know that's all that is. He disappointed me. I thought he was going to take that next step. He didn't. He stayed where he is. What about which is, which is a, what about, a great what about play. game five? Ten points in two minutes. In the, in the, in the, in the, in the what last five minutes of the game? Come on now. Yeah, and then what they do at the end? Did they lose at the end? You crazy man. A game that could have won. I don't I don't, well, I don't, know. I, don't I mean the man's numbers are definitely two time MVP caliber. Uh I don't know if you consider in what he does on the defensive side of the ball. But you asked me Ka- Kawhi beyond the shadow of a doubt proof. Bitch, I'm the man. 
Bitch, I'm the man. Bitch, I'm the man. Beyond the shadow of a doubt. And ah, Willa, I'm lost for words. I mean, I feel like you, you got to be highly hypercritical. Skip Bayless-esque. Because this is Skip Bayless type of shit where he criticizes But you do. And all the things but you LeBron do. has done in his fantastic, uh, damn near bar none wise like career as far as numbers and things like that go. And nitpick and talk about a clutch gene or some old shit. What do he do with uh, five seconds left over his career? You taking a sample size of 14 shots. This is what you going to do? No, you know I said I mean? four quarter. I just I said this know, Peter, four quarter. That's two quarters of basketball that he disappeared. But hey, it is what it is. And you've got to nitpick because he's that good. You know, so what what separates him, what separates the guys that are better than him from him? It's because they're gonna take over a game when it's time to take over a game. And I didn't see that at that point. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Those other guys I'm not saying he's trash. Those other guys ain't working double duty, Willis. Kawhi been working double duty. But, Right. The top top fifteen, the top guys of all time, they were working. Uh, they were working double duty. So that's why I'm. That's why I'm comparing him to the guys of all time, not to these guys. Yeah, he's the top three player, number three best player in the league this year. I'm just talking about as an overall, and that's where I wanted Kawhi to take the step to become an all time great. If he would have balled out, I think you put you could argue him as in that top fifteen, top twenty player of all time in in, in that area in that area, but. He's not. And all those guys play defense also. So that's what I'm comparing him to. So you got to be critical. I'm not hating on him. That's not hate at all. That's not talking down at all. That's just saying he's not a top 20 player. Curry is a top 20 player. Curry probably could have took that step into arguably a top what? 10 player if he would have showed up. Are you saying all time? The little guy? The, the little guy? Oh, my God. Yes. Are you saying all, all time? time? Wow. Yes, yes. That's what I'm saying. Okay, all-time. Kawhi had a chance of some all-time greatness here, you felt? Yes, because he's an MVP and he went somewhere and he's got two chips, two finals MVPs. That puts him in that you could put him as a top 20 guy. I think he's already broke top 50. He's a top 50 guy, by all, I think, Damn. from what he's done. I mean, I just feel like his overall career play. sample is only like four years. At, at He's got at two rings. Yeah, but Robert Ori. Well, I don't want to throw Robert Ori at that. But I mean, his sample's just too and two small for MVP. all time. Yeah, but still, I, the I just, sample's so small. Man. And an MVP. And an MVP. When he got an MVP? See, see what I'm saying? Yeah, he never I don't got think MVP. He got no, I don't think he ain't got no MVP. I, I don't hold believe. On, hold so. on, hold on. No, he ain't never got no MVP. He's been defensive player of the year in the finals MVP. Oh, yeah. I just don't understand how defensive MVP. I don't understand how you're right. praising, praising Steph Curry saying he's top 20 when the little guy doesn't play defense. They camouflage him and hide him every chance they get. That's crazy. And he always comes up short it in does. the game. It does. It does. That's why he's not in the top 10, but it, it doesn't matter. All the hate you can say, it just doesn't matter. He changed the, he changed the game completely. He's shooting forty per. He's shooting forty-five percent, yeah, yeah, almost fifty yeah, percent from matter. three. You're right about that. You're right. It doesn't matter because I projected his ass to lose in the finals, and nobody else did. So, and he single-handedly blew the game himself when he just couldn't show up. When he had Andre Iguodala showing up, but he couldn't. Top twenty, huh? Come on, man. Ooh. 
Well, Willa is is, is a monster as usual. Uh, he's contrary, and you know that's that's why we love him. But let's give Kawhi some of his love, though, man. Enjoy this, enjoy this moment, and have fun with it. A ha 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 ha! People acting like Kawhi ain't fun. Kawhi seems like a pretty damn fun guy. You ask me. You know, Kawhi looked like he was rolling a blunt on that on that video we all seen with him and Serge Ibaka. Have y'all seen that, man? I've seen the little thing with him and Serge Ibaka. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention if he was rolling a blunt because he kept on looking down. Looking down in that angle where it's like you know, <laughs> your hands both your hands just, are. Down. <laughs> yeah, I just think Kawhi's sort of slow, man. I don't know what's wrong with him. Man, Not slow, but he's he might have been. I know. I seen the video. I didn't put that together. I just said, look at this nigga. That's what all social media is saying that Kawhi was definitely rolling the blunt. Y'all got to go look at that. But I don't know what else you doing in that position, like in that many. You know, when you're looking down, and both them hands is about you know five inches apart, and you know that that's it's not many things you can do to have that body position in that that singular concentration going right there like that. So, well, I don't know. It's worth looking, but point is, Kawhi seems like a fun guy, man. He's, uh, you know, making fun of himself and his own dry humor. He's wearing board man gets paid t-shirts. You know, he seems to be having fun with it. So, it may be that Kawhi's just a goddamn professional that don't play no bullshit when it's time to get on, you know, about that basketball. But outside of that, seems like a pretty decent guy, man. You guys got any thoughts about that, RC? Yeah, let me say this, because a lot of people want to say, you know, he's weird and awkward and all that. To me, he's just a regular man who don't put up with the media bullshit. Yeah, yeah. well said. Short and sweet. Willa, what, what do you think? Is Kawhi cool, man? Is, or is Kawhi just kind of, is he just that dude that ain't, you know, that ain't like you know, you sometimes you got homies that didn't want all the Jordans and shit. You know that guy that that ain't about all the shit. He's just like you know a, a little different. He ain't with all the the hype beast bullshit. He's just kind of who he is. What do you think? Seems like he got a dad also, right? Yeah, probably, man. That's what it seems like. The guy that he's just he just does his own thing. I I think he's just a so he's just an awkward guy. He says stuff like board man wins, you know, gets paid and stuff like that. That's what, you know, he's just always, he's just an awkward dude, does his thing. He's probably a cool dude, you know, but it's not probably somebody that you don't want to go and talk, you know, have a conversation with for too long. You know, just the guy that you chill with that's chilling. So I have nothing against Kawhi. I think he's probably a cool dude, just a weirdo. And ain't nothing with being a weirdo. No. Nothing wrong with Sometimes, you know, weirdos are just different because the rest of us is just getting with the, the program, kind of what everybody else kind of doing. But um, point being, Toronto Raptors, they take a championship home. Country of Canada, you know, I don't, I didn't never see this coming. And like I said, man, Kawhi could be the first guy in NBA history to come to a, come to a franchise for one season, win a championship and dip. And speaking of dip, it's been a current, there's been a theme throughout this whole playoffs, this whole championship involving the Toronto Raptors. You know, they're real-life mascot. I love them. 
I know y'all probably love them deep down, no matter what you say. You know, everybody love them. Motherfuckers be lying, acting like he's soft. You know, uh, I ain't never seen him back down, though. That's why I fuck with him. Free smoke, free smoke, free smoke, free smoke, And he's been frontlining this whole time. Before it was ever cool. And like I said, I don't even know if it's cool right now to be a Raptors fan. But before it was ever cool, Drake was over there on them sidelines, taking taking the torch from the Spike Lee, from Jack Nicholas. I'm going to jump out there and say this will start becoming a trend to young pop culture, where people start trying to assume that position, because I think it's cool. And if I was one of these socialite-type motherfuckers out in the world, I would be on the team sideline every night. And being that Spike Lee, being that Jack Nicholas, and being that Drake seems like a cool job. But like he said, we speaking, we talking about some dip. And uh, of course, the six god had to have the last say in it all. Let's give Drake a listen. Drake, how does this feel right now? How does this feel, Brick? This is poetic. This is poetic. You just gotta watch it happen. Six and six. Kyle Lowry with the ring. Kawhi Leonard bringing the chips to the city. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. That dynasty's over. We did what we had to do. Praying for praying for Katie. Praying for Big Poppy. But tonight belongs to Toronto. No, it doesn't mean, it's not about what it means. You know what it means. You can, you can turn your cameras up to the screen and know what it means. We did this. We did this off a of heart. We did this off of love. We willed this into existence. We manifested this. I told you the first time. People like to make memes. Make another meme out of this. It's beautiful. Look at my brothers up there celebrating it. It is what it is. You see what my hat says. Not finals. Not Easter conference. Not um, nice try. Or uh, see you next year. Champions. Let's go. Real yeah. yeah, Drake, nigga, six God, let you niggas know, manifested it, willed it into existence, you know, shining, you know, Drake on the winning streak, you know, and I'm dark skinned, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rebelling against my brethren here, fucking with Drake so tough, I know Willa probably don't like this. That I, I, I side with Drake so heavily, you know, and uh, but yeah, Drake said he wants his chips with dip, and I didn't, I don't quite know what the hell that mean, but um, yeah, Drake wants his chips with dip. RC, do you you know exactly what our what Drake's getting to there? Oh man, I'm with I'm with I'm with Drake on this one. I love the whole antics he put up this year in the playoffs and. You know, giving the neck rub uh, to Nick Nurse and all that good stuff, and you know, especially that end, you got to give him some. You got to talk your shit because you know, Clay and KB were, you know, see you in the Bay Aubrey, and then he called him a bum ass ninja. Like, yeah, you got to get some get back on that shit. So, just like whenever we walk in a Mexican restaurant, before they even ask me if I want to drink a, a menu, I want a chips with the dip. I like that. <laughs> Chips with the dip. Oh my goodness. Yep, yep, yep. I love me some Drake Willa. What you feel about it, bro? How uh, is is Drake corny or is do you love him? 
Well, it's 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 a little bit of both. I enjoy Drake and his corniness. You know, uh, all that all that was corny to me, but it was it was still heartfelt. And I can enjoy something that's heartfelt. Uh, Drake has been doing this thing. He's been riding with these guys, and as a sports fan, I can appreciate somebody riding with his guys. And if Drake has done it big enough where he can do the fool, he can massage guys, he can be up there, you know, you know the, the camera's always on him. Hey, that just is what it is. That's the work he put in to be there. So I'm not mad at Drake at all. Um, hey, he did what he needed to do. He sort of, I guess the curse isn't real anymore. We'll see. We'll see if that's true or not. But, uh, yeah, I'm with y'all on this one. I ain't got no – I don't hate Drake at all. You know, Drake has those uh, Houston ties. He's down with, with uh, Jay Prince and, and all these guys out here. So, I rap a lot. So, you know. So, so you, and, you and I, as two card-carrying members of the Dark Skin Federation, we are – can we officially put it into existence that all Dark Skin member card-carrying Dark Skin members – of the dark skin federation are okay with Drake. Are we okay with the Drake Willa? Uh, yeah, I think most people are okay with Drake. That's why he's the biggest thing in, uh, you know, in media right now. So yeah, I think most people are down with Drake. That's why he keeps winning. That's why he can lose and keep winning. That's why he can get peed on. And, and then you could say stuff like, I, you know, he's never backed down. So, you know, I mean, and, and even everybody loves him. And even when Pusha T, you know, and he and he yeah, called, he and Pusha T called for us to to stand with him as card carrying members of the Dark Skin Federation. He called for us to stand in arms with him and bring down this light skinned giant. Now look, man, Pusha <laughs> said, "Look, fucking Curry and Clay." And now Drake, these niggas is winning. They're trying to put us out of business like they had us in the 80s and the 90s. We didn't, for, for Tay Diggs and Morris Chestnut, and, you know, them niggas who brought us back, Omar Epps, who, who brought us back in this bitch, they fought too hard for, 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 for Drake and Curry to go in and put us on back, back under the fucking rug again. And so Pusha T called for us in, for, for arms to stand to stand against the light-skinned giants. And, uh, you know, Pusha did a really good job, man. He exposed them for his dead dad, deadbeat dad shit. You know, that was a real strong, dark-skinned thing to do. Like, you know, us dark-skinned dads are really dads. You know, that was a strong, strong. And it had me standing with Pusha T just on that alone. Drake's hiding the baby. But Drake somehow brought out his uh, older grandfather with a perfect baby fro and got Pusha T up out of there. Jay Prince said it's over and it was over. So nonetheless though, man, Drake never backing down and we all love free smoke, free smoke, hey, free smoke, free smoke, hey, free smoke, free smoke, hey. That's enough for the Raptors and uh, the NBA championship, man. Let's move on. Let's get to some real NBA talk. It's real NBA news happening in the NBA. Uh-oh. Is it- is in fluctuation, and let's just get the juices.
out there. Man, that shit made me feel so good right now. Man, I was doing them young people dances to that shit right now. Millie rocking and whatever else they call it. Who out there franchise rebuilding right now? Anybody in the rebuilding process? Anybody doing analytics? Got a nerd running the show? Let me simplify this for you guys out there in these suffering franchises. Go big shark fishing. And that's what we've been doing for the past 60 years here in L.A., baby. Starting with Wilt, going on to Kareem. The lineage continued with reeling in big men. Then we got Shaq. Then we got Pal. And now we got A.D. You know, there's just a lineage here of heavyweight champions. It's kind of like Tyson Fury been talking about, but only more real here in L.A. Big, big shark fishing. Let me tell you how to do this, son. It's simple. Don't go fucking around in a draft for 10 years like Danny Ainge and holding on to assets, waiting to flip them. You don't know what tomorrow brings. You don't know. Them bums you're trying to bank on, they turned out to be bums. And nobody want them. Your asset value has dropped. Your property value, there's the thugs in your hood now. The schools are rated low. I don't want to move there. <laughs> but here in Lakerland, it's like Magic said. This year we back. Next year we're going to be back, back. And we back, back right now. And once we get this roster filled out, we're going to be back, 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 back. Like Chris Berman used to say on ESPN when a home run was hit. Check it out, man. Exciting times. The mobsters said we're going to win it. That's enough for me. We got two of the top five best players in the league. That's enough for me. Um, strategically, it looks like we done a little something wrong here. We 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 did a little something wrong as far as the money goes, but you'll 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 accept that. Just having Anthony Davis entering the prime of his career at 26 years old, I believe something like that, 27. Um, so even when LeBron is on the downside of his career, here's another nuance. A game like LeBron's evolves. LeBron's game will evolve till he'll play the post far more the next five years, but he'll still be able to grab a rebound, push a break. His skills will endure similar to Tim Duncan, even to Charles Barkley in, in his time. When you have this type of game, LeBron had, had the – the perk of having an air game, being able to play above the rim. But his game has always still been a floor game. Really, if you think about it, great athleticism, but he has a, a floor, so a, a cerebral floor game, and that ages well. And so as LeBron ages, even into LeBron's, you know, four years from now, when we're not even considering LeBron a top five to ten player, I think LeBron will still be damn valuable, damn good, like a, a, a Houston Rockets, Scottie Pippen. Maybe not that athletic, but that wasn't your Chicago Bulls, Scottie. That was just a smarter, cerebral, I know every I know what I'm doing, Scottie. It wasn't like I'm dependent on my athleticism or anything like that. Scottie was playing the post far more at that time. Was uh, you know, just a really good player to have on your team and it was smart and experienced 
And so that's what I think will do will happen with LeBron's game. I think LeBron's game will age very well. And you got AD to carry the carry the torch and be that that stud for the next seven years to ten seven to ten years. So that part has played out wonderfully. I'm gonna play some sound before we get to the boys and we get all our thoughts in. But let's listen to some some of how this AD trade shook down and some of the things that happened. The breaking news is Anthony Davis headed to the Lakers. The Pelicans have traded AD for Alonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and three first-round picks, including the fourth overall pick in Thursday's draft, as first reported by ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. So the Pelicans get a haul for Anthony Davis, who has one year remaining on his contract. And he is said to be testing free agency after next year. So the Lakers, where he has been reportedly wanting to be, will have a year to convince him to stick around with LeBron. So it's Anthony Davis to the Lakers for Alonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and three first-round picks. Protections unknown at this moment, including, though, the number four pick in Thursday's draft. Welcome inside our CBS Sports HQ studios. Noah Kozlov here with CBS NBA writer Reed Forgrave. Reed, initial reaction is what? Well, Rob Palenka got his man. Anthony Davis got what he wanted. But boy, did David Griffin get a haul in this trade. He's getting two guys who not that long ago were both number two overall picks in this draft in Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. You got a guy in Josh Hart who's just an absolute winner that you can plug in anywhere. And then you got three first-round picks, uh, one of them being the number four overall pick in this coming draft, uh, this coming week. So uh, if I am a New Orleans Pelicans fan, and you thought the world was caving in the, the past several months, you just made a hell of a deal. I- I'm excited to see Zion Williamson next to Lonzo Ball. I think that fit is absolutely perfect. Of course, the story ultimately is about the Lakers. Uh, now you got LeBron and Anthony Davis and the whole roster that now needs to get filled out. All right, so let's stay on the Lakers side of things because, as you mentioned, it's LeBron. They held on to Kyle Kuzma, so David Griffin, had, or the reports were that he really wanted Kyle Kuzma. Well, that got him three first-round picks, including the four-pick on Thursday. So they've got Kuzma and LeBron and Anthony Davis, and probably anywhere between 28 and $32 million, as Bobby Mark said, that it all depends on whether or not AD decides to waive his $4 million trade bonus. So where do the Lakers go from here to round this out? Yeah, I mean, they can afford another big contract, a guy like Kemba Walker or a guy like Jimmy Butler, both of whom would fit in perfectly there. And then they're going for it. You got a big three and you're going for a title. I I think it's going to be interesting what we saw with the Golden State Warriors this year, how important depth can be. One injury can change everything when you're a team without depth. And this is going to be a team without depth. The Lakers just completely mortgaged their future on this deal. And yet. All right, fellas. So, that guy seems to think New Orleans got a pretty good deal in the trade. Willa, I'm going to go to you first, man. I personally think the Lakers made like a thief in the night and fucking just I, – I, I feel like uh, New Orleans, of course, their hands were tied. I think they would have wanted to keep Anthony Davis if Anthony Davis would have been willing to stay. Of course he wasn't, so they figured I'll get something in return. But you ask me, Lakers made out like a thief in the night, and they got their guy. What do you think, Willa? 
Uh, man, I think it's good for both teams. Um, you know, LeBron isn't getting any younger. He needs somebody. Uh, AD, we'll see how good he really is. He's, he was out there in New Orleans, you know, just down the street from Houston. And, uh, you know, he wasn't really doing nothing down there when it comes to winning, you know. Um, so we'll see how good he is. If these Are, are these, uh, you know, empty numbers that he's putting out down there? We'll see. It's going to get his chance. But, you know, they also – Gave away a lot of their future. Um, so LeBron's probably got, what, two, three, three more years. During that three years, I think that all their draft picks are probably gone. Um, they hold themselves by not, you know, postponing it or some postponing the trade or something like that where they, they didn't allow themselves enough money to get another player. You know, I don't know. I don't know if this puts them as the number one team, you know, Las Vegas also said Golden State was going to win last year. Doesn't see, doesn't look like they knew what they were talking about. So we'll see how it goes. Both these guys get injured a lot uh, when I when it comes to LeBron. Well, not a lot. Both these guys, uh, AD gets injured a lot. LeBron, that was his first real injury. We'll see, you know, if this is old LeBron or if this was just something that happened. We'll see how it goes with them. But on the other hand, I think New Orleans, they, they got a whole bunch. I think they flipped the way they flipped it. It was something like, if I can remember, 13 players or something crazy like that that they got for this guy, um, you know, going down for the next couple of years with draft picks, uh, protected and unprotected. So, you know, I think they won. Lonzo Ball, I think it's going to be the truth. I think Zion Williams, it's perfect for him to get with Lonzo because they're going to be running and gunning. Zion don't have to work on his game. I mean, he can be working on his game, but at the same time, just jumping out the gym for the first couple of years. Uh, I wish they would have caught – if they would have kept Randall, I would think they would have been real dangerous out there for both of them beasts down there. But, uh, you know, I don't know if New Orleans will be good next year, but in the next couple of years I think they'll be – I think they'll be legit. But Lakers, they got to do what they got to do because it's time – the time is now. So I, I hear the excitement in your voice, but you know two guys ain't getting it done, especially one guy who's always hurt. <laughs> Will is amazing. Will is, you are Skip Bayless. You are truly like that. You are cut from that cloth, boy. You gonna find the negative. You gonna find it. RC, please be more positive and have less um, hate in in you. RC, what do you think about this? Uh, well, it is a touchy subject for me dealing with number twenty three last name James, and the Los Angeles Lakers in general. But to be honest with you all, objectivity out of the perspective. The, if I was the Lakers GM, I would have waited to make this trade. I wouldn't even have made a trade. I right, said, so we're going to get him for free next year. So you're the GOAT, right? Well, then what you want me to do? Get James Jones out of retirement? Pick up Birdman from the big three? See what we can do at J.R. Smith? Get Richard Jefferson out the booth? What do you need to be able to con- just contend, just get us to the playoffs this year, LeBron? But I get it. LeBron's got a, sh- a short shelf life left, and he had to get the – you want to maximize what he's going to do in L.A. So they, uh, they they swindled this deal really well. A little bit of collusion going on in this one, if you ask me, but it's, it's the writing was on the wall. As soon as uh, Anthony Davis signed with old Richie Paul, uh, as we all know, Rich Paul, is a quote-unquote agent and a very powerful agent and 
you know, cover of Sports Illustrated this year or this recently. But we all know that just math, he's just a puppet on the strings of LeBron, and LeBron is doing these things, making these deals. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Anthony Davis gets a substantial amount of money coming up on the new Space Jam film to where the Lakers can't really put that money to good use given the salary cap and trying to evade the luxury tax and things like that. Um, because, you know, there's the, the $4 million that Anthony Davis is uh, is uh, deserved from what he did in New Orleans. He doesn't seem like he's willing to waive that, and that's not going to be able to let the Lakers land another max player, which I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if you wanted to go that route, honestly. It sounds good if you want to get three stars and just try to fill the rest with three and D guys. But um, uh, I don't know, man. I don't. I think the Lakers came up. I think they gave up a lot, but at the same time, it could be, you know, the Lakers did rob them because I don't think too highly of Lonzo Ball. If I get a point guard in the league, or which I think he's a small forward, I'm gonna need you to be able to shoot, man, especially at the free throw line. I can't just have a defensive player on my team that's gonna be a second overall pick. It don't work that way. Brandon Ingram, he had, uh, I believe it was some sort of health issue with. Um, I forget exactly what it was right now. Blood clot, yeah. He had, uh, you know, a questionable injury. Blood clot's a very serious thing. We've seen uh, things happen like that with Chris Bosh. So that's two question marks. Josh Hart, he's a he's a good player. Uh, you know, I, I don't really got too much bad to say about Josh Hart. He could fit in pretty good, I guess. Um, and then, you know, they traded the fourth pick, and it seems like essentially they flipped it for another three first-round picks, and they got a, they got a lot for it. But, you know, for Anthony Davis, I just – there's no way I'm making that deal without Kyle Kuzma involved. There's just no way. So, for the Lakers to be able to land AD, keep Kyle Kuzma, you have LeBron to work with. You got five guys under contract with the roster. You just got to try to fill it out, man. Try to fill it out. Try to fill it out. And the game plan will be for teams going against the Lakers this year. You know, just just hang in there. Whoop. Hold on there. Something popped up. Oh, yeah. Just hang in there, excuse me, and, um, you know, try to go blow for blow with these guys when LeBron and AD is in the game. And as soon as they get on the bench and get some rest, because everybody needs a water break, as soon as they get on the rest, well, that's when you're going to start having to put the guns out there. Uh, teams like the Clippers who have a Lou Williams coming off the bench is going to be a nightmare for a team like the Lakers. Guys who could get in there and take advantage of the – the three and D guys or the guys who are going to be playing for minimum contracts, you know, the Kendrick Perkins of the world, um, the Channing Fry. Hey, that's another, that's another, try and get some of those old Cavs players, the guys that know how to work with LeBron. Uh, the Lakers could make out, but ultimately all in all, if Lonzo turns out to be as good as his dad thinks, and if B.I. is uh, 100% healthy moving forward, Josh Hart continues to sprout, the players that they drafted turn out to be some pretty good players. Um, it's going to be an exciting basketball team in New Orleans, man. Now, it could it could be that way. It could not be. We'll have to wait and see. I know a lot of people are buying the Zion Williamson hype. Um, I got to see it though. It's going to be hard for me to try to imagine a six foot seven kid trying to dunk on the lights of Joel Embiid. And you know, I, I just got to see it, man. I got to see it. I personally like John Morant more than Zion. But you know, we'll be we'll be we'll be proven right or wrong really soon here coming forward. But Lakers fans should be excited. I'm you know be happy. They, a lot of Lakers fans came back to life, put away those Golden State jerseys, got back to purple and gold. 
And uh, I can't wait. I hope Stop the Lakers it. get Kyrie Irving, too. I hope they get Kyrie Irving. I hope they get them all. Because the, the young super team we got brewing over in NorCal in the 916, we want all the smoke. All of it. So, but congratulations, Lakers fans. Y'all know y'all got smoke coming from us this season. We've been a whoop y'all as 4-0 this year, that's for sure. And like I said, y'all, oh. <clears throat> look, I mean, you, you, you hear the bitterness in, 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 in the homies right now. You got to understand. I can address them simply. One of, the, one of RC's favorite team is the Sacramento Kings. Look. They're rebuilding in the draft. They've been rebuilding in the draft for over a decade. Have at it. Not anymore. Willis team, the Houston Rockets. Oh, Mr. <laughs> analytics. They're, 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 they're on the analytics wave, but they forgot about people, actually. See, you can't quantify people and personality, and that's the wall they've run into. And Chris Paul, old washed ass, still got $100 million on the books. So enjoy being under those type of advisories, you two, with those dipshit franchises of yours. I told you, it's about big shark fishing, and that's what we've been doing over here in Lakerland, and that's how we got 16 motherfucking banners hanging up. Y'all should take note. But my man Rich Paul, definitely flexing. This a flex. You know, now all these white GMs, now all these white agents out here, they, they like, man, what's really going on? Because, you know, we thought we had pool and how we've been doing this thing. But he getting them inside hugs and daps. He working with Brom Bond, you know. And Rich Paul flexing, flexing, flexing. And so, you know, and he telling the rest of them, they're they going to try to start some kind of lawsuit similar to how they started with uh, Al Heyman. I guarantee you it's going to come Rich Paul and LeBron's way. But for now, Rich Paul and them is like, That's all right. Don't worry about what the fuck I be doing. Don't worry about it. We got a caller from the 206. Let me bring him on. What up? Who this? Man, you know who it is, man. What's up, boy? What's up? Uh-oh. What up? Oh, what up, Sim? What's cracking with you, player? Back from the dead, baby. What's up? Man, What's glad it? to have you on. Glad to have you on. This is uh, this is some family from our Outsiders Boxing Podcast, Seattle Sime. Now, I'm scared because now, this motherfucker talked more shit than me. He talked more shit than me. Sime, have at it, man. So I don't know if you've been able to catch everything, but you've been on there a while now. We just breaking down the Lakers, getting AD, and, you know, what's, what's that doing for us? Your thoughts? Mm, first off, I don't talk that much shit, but uh, – <laughs> uh, uh, As far as the trade, I mean, you know, the trade – to me, it's one of those trades. I mean, I think it's. I think it's. It's not just trades, but I think any transaction is. It's like when, like the draft just happened, right? They come out with draft grades. To me, it's like, how do you give out a draft grade? I get it. You know, you want to put out content and all that stuff, but really, you don't know until later on. You know what I mean? Most most times, in trades in the NBA, the, the team that that gets the best player won the trade. But we've also seen situations where that didn't work. So, on the surface, it looks like the Lakers got, you know, the better of the trade because of AD. But 
I feel like I feel like the Lakers got out negotiated. You know what I'm saying? They had all the leverage, in my opinion, and they didn't have to give up as much as they did. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it was, you know, it was a little iffy on both on both ways. I mean, but but uh, you know, they got Anthony Davis. I mean, uh, now to judge it moving forward, we're gonna have to see in a year or two from now what like this summer, what's the Lakers gonna do? People say, oh, they're just gonna get guys. Like, well, tell me what guys you think they're going to get. You know what I mean? Like, if you told me they're gonna get. Three, this guy, that guy, and all, it's all going to fit together, then I'll say for sure they won. But I got to see how that they fill out. I mean, they got three guys. It's a 15-man roster. So, you know what I mean? And a lot of teams got money. They're going to have more money than the Lakers. I don't think as many players as people think are going to take pay cuts to go play with the Lakers when they could take more money and still be on a good team. You know what I mean? So, may, I could be wrong, but, you know, what I think, I just think more more than likely they're going to get guys that, you know, used to play with LeBron, you know, things like that. Like, I heard, I mean, Mike Conley got traded recently, and then Kyle Korver went to Memphis. He probably going to get bought out or something like that. I expect a guy like that to go on the Lakers. Guys like that. You know, maybe they get a max guy, they say, but... I, I think that might be the wrong way to go, depending on who the guy is, because you're going to spend all your money in that guy. Then you got to pretty much fill out the roster with basically, you know, you know, not basically guys that are going to come on the cheap. And I don't know if that's going to be the right way to go. But they do have LeBron, and you know, LeBron right now is kind of going through what a lot of guys did back in the day, or you know, great players all-time great players that kind of are living off their past accomplishments and people aren't really judging them off what we've seen of you recently. To me, LeBron is not a top five player in the league right now. Now, where you got him? Come back top next 10, year, right? Prove it to me. Top 10 at least. Yeah, 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 top 10. I'll give him top 10. But I don't think he's top five right now. You can't – people want to bring up the whole, oh, he got hurt. Yeah, he, could, he did get hurt, no doubt. But explain to me why he lost to Phoenix – Memphis, New Orleans without Anthony Davis, things like that, teams like that when he came back. You see what I'm saying? The LeBron I know, oh. the one in his prime, he could come back. He shifted down. He would he would he would uh he would come he would come back and uh you know, he could beat a team like that basically by himself. You know what I mean? These team these are teams that were tanking. And when they were when he said, "Oh, I'm about to get in playoff mode." He, he tried to go into playoff mode, and it had a malfunction. So yeah, I, I actually <laughs> agree with you there, Sim. I kind of seen that myself. LeBron wasn't able to flip the switch. Now, was that due to him, you know, being fatigued, you know, and him just not the health? We don't know. Or was it the age? So that's the question. Combina- probably a combination of all that, you know? Yeah. I agree with you there. I agree with you there. But I'll, I'll say now, this. Now, AD is a top five guy. Now, AD is a top five, top six guy. So, if they can work together, I mean, hey, we all seen a lot of guys tend to kind of struggle, especially big guys when they play with LeBron. If they can fit good, AD is going to be able to, you know, make LeBron look better than he is. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to take a lot off him so he doesn't 
have to carry the load and all that. So it, I it mean, can look pretty good. I envision you know? while, while AD gets into the prime prime of his career, which he's about to be entering right now, I imagine LeBron game aging very well. Like a Magic Johnson, dude. Like even when Magic was old and Magic started to post up and started to go to the hook shot more, started to rebound more, Magic was still very high efficiency. Magic was always very high efficiency. And that's where you see LeBron starting, even though LeBron still fucking gave you 27, 8, and 8 this year. See, that's the hard thing to argue with LeBron. Why we, we all start to see his athleticism diminished. Them numbers is still fantastic. And then I also can see by the time LeBron averages 20 points a game, that could be five years from now. And still, LeBron will easily be able to give you 20 and 10 and still be a floor general and be very experienced. So I see LeBron aging super well, barring any more like uh, big injuries. I can see LeBron playing like five to seven years and still being really effective because his game is, like I said, has always been a floor game. He's just blessed with athleticism. So he has a cerebral game, which I think will age very well, especially with if you just put the right stuff around him. Let me let me just wrap it up on what on what I think happened in the trade. Look, the Lakers are the team in this trade that got the proven commodity. We know Anthony Davis, like Sime said, top five player, gonna be that for the foreseeable future seven years. Um, as for the Pelicans. They just got a whole boatload of potential. None of those dudes are proven. Not a one. Brandon Ingram, look, I was when earlier this season, me and a friend were talking, it was like, who do you pick? Kuzma or Ingram? That's the that's been a talk. I at the time was like, I felt like Ingram's ceiling was higher because he just reminds us so much of Kevin Durant. But Kuzma is the more ready to go guy right now, playing three to four seasons in the NCAA, more filled out. More Man, please. He to... reminds me more of Kevin Hart. Man, stop it. Don't don't do that. Don't. Who? Uh, Brandon who? Ingram. Come on, stop it. Don't 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 do Kevin Durant. Man. I mean, he maybe he Kevin got, Durant. Kevin dimension. Durant with an Achilles injury. Yeah. Don't don't do that. No, well, I mean, he has the dimensions. Like that's what I mean by reminds. And then he has the potential. His ceiling. You can see it. But I mean, even with when I first seen Durant, it's like, damn, this guy's for real. And then Durant proved he was durable enough, but now we see, yeah, maybe he's not durable enough. But that's not to say it's because he's so goddamn. No, nah, but he's, I mean, he's like in his 12th season, my man. You know, yeah, 12 seasons, know, a lot of playoff games. You know, it's yeah. just his body broke down, and plus, you know, the Golden State ran him into the ground, which was damn shame. Yeah. But you know, uh, but no, no. As far as the Pelicans guys, you know, um, yeah, I agree with you. I, but it's funny. This is why you know you Laker fans make me laugh. When you had these guys, and you guys propped them up, you know. Yeah. But then when you Hell trade yeah. them for Anthony Davis, oh, they're just potential. They're this and that. We we didn't lose nothing. I mean, I tell RC this that last year when y'all thought we're getting you guys were getting LeBron and Paul George. Oh, we're about to get LeBron and PG. We're about to get LeBron and PG. Then PG signs with resigns with Oklahoma City. I'm talking to dudes out here about it. They're like, oh, we didn't want him anyway. We're about to develop the young guys. I'm like, you know, it all worked in our favor. I'll tell you that it all worked in our favor. Now, you now it's no reason we the Lakers was offering up all them motherfuckers because obviously, like, if you look at it, look, man, 
they the Pelicans roster for the next five years is about to be the Lakers mistakes. Picking Lon- Lonzo maybe is due to what's available. Lonzo at a number two pick, you're looking at like okay, Brandon Ingram as a number two pick. You're like Josh Hart is probably what's Josh feeling. Uh Eric Gordon best, and that's formidable. That's decent. Lonzo Lonzo Ball is the guy that has the most potential to fulfill his cup. We have no idea what's going to happen with Brandon Ingram. The rest of them picks, them first-round picks, the Lakers know that we're going to be competing for championships. Those picks will be in the late 20s you get, buddy. Good luck with those. Maybe you can land something. I don't Maybe know about that one. I don't know. Oh, please. I don't know. You crazy LeBron as a motherfucker. Got his first, hey, LeBron about to be 35. They said nah. he was Iron Man. They said he was Iron Man. He did get mm-hmm. his first major injury. He's only going to get older. And one thing we know about AD, he stays in the trainer room. We yep. know that. Yep. So, yeah, so misfortune has to happen to us. You know, you like, you know, we injuries can kill us. That's for sure, because we we top heavy. Injuries can kill us. But uh let me get to the part this guy I got right here, guys, I think is giving us you hearing all these talks about how the Lakers fill the roster. This sound I got for you to me is the most logical, it's the best. And I think it's what will most likely happen. Take a listen to how the Lakers should fill the roster. The Los Angeles Lakers are currently a team with five players on their roster, two of which are bench warmers, leaving Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Kyle Kuzma as the only star players. Much debate has been going on about what the Lakers should do with all their cap space heading into free agency. Which stars are worthy of a max? Or should the Lakers be pursuing a max free agent in the first place? So to provide some insight as to what Lakers roster looks like with a fortified bench, here is a general idea of what $32 million worth of quality role players will get you. To start off, the front office should immediately re-sign players from last season, who showed a lot of promise of being part of a winning culture. That being Alex Caruso, JaVale McGee, and Rajon Rondo. $15 million should be more than enough for the Lakers to do the job and that is being very generous, bringing their total roster count to 6 rotational players. That leaves $17 million left to fill out the rest of the roster. Having LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma, Rajon Rondo, JaVale McGee, and Alex Caruso is a solid start. But to really knock it out of the park, the Lakers have to address their lack of 3 and D wings and a third string point guard. At $17 million, the first player they must target is former Oklahoma City Thunder midseason pickup Markeith Morris. Morris is coming off a season where he got little to no playing time in Billy Donovan's system and he was evidently frustrated with his inability to produce in his contract year. His lack of contributions to end the season will cause for a lot of low-ball offers, so it wouldn't take much to land Morris. The Lakers can realistically sign Morris for about $5 million, as a stretch big capable of defending multiple positions. The Lakers roster desperately needs a versatile defensive forward, who is low-maintenance on the offensive end, and that is exactly what Markeith Morris would provide. That leaves $12 million left in cap space, and it should solely be dedicated to quality guards. While players like Terrence Ross, Trevor Reza, and JJ Redick would eat up all the money that is left, Wesley Matthews of the Indiana Pacers would be just as valuable to the Los Angeles Lakers as a veteran 3 and D shooting guard. Worst case scenario, Matthews is able to negotiate a generous contract of $10 million on a one-year deal. That would complete the Lakers' projected starting lineup of Rajon Rondo, Wesley Matthews, LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, and Anthony Davis. Just as a side note, the Lakers better not consider re-signing Contavious Caldwell-Pope. But with the remaining cap space, 
the Lakers should target a veteran combo guard to play either positions in the event of a backcourt injury. A player who will come at the price of $2 million or so, capable of playing point guard or off-ball as a shooting guard, I couldn't help myself but think of recent NBA champion Jeremy Lin. You can't go wrong with having Jeremy Lin as a backup or third-string point guard behind Alex Caruso. It is a low-risk move, and it is Lin's ability to coexist with other primary playmakers like a LeBron James or Rajon Rondo that makes him a versatile backcourt veteran. That would complete a bench of Jeremy Lin, Alex Caruso, Markeith Morris, and JaVale McGee. That's 9 rotational players for Frank Vogel, before factoring in how the Lakers decide to use their mid-level exceptions or veterans minimums. In this scenario, $32 million in cap space ultimately landed the Los Angeles Lakers Rajon Rondo, Alex Caruso, JaVale McGee, Jeremy Lin, Wesley Matthews, and Markeith Morris. This would hands down be the deepest roster for both superstars LeBron James and Anthony Davis. The Toronto Raptors had just shown us that strength in numbers can still get the job done against a team that is top-heavy with multiple All-Stars in Golden State. The Warriors were plagued with injuries to Kevin Durant and DeMarcus Cousins, but they still had their big three in Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green for a majority of the playoffs. But ultimately, the Warriors' lack of depth was exposed in their quest to finish a 3 against a very deep Kawhi Leonard-led Raptors team. So does this hypothetical 9-man rotation trump a Laker big three surrounded by veterans' minimum contracts? If not, propose your own Lakers rebuild without a third star in the comments below. That's it for the video, take it easy guys. That's how you do it. Need I say more? That's fucking perfect. I want everybody he just said. Let him run the Lakers. Fuck Palinka. Fuck uh, Rambus's woman. Rambus, uh, Jerry, Jerry West, all of them. I want that guy. He got it right. Markeith Morris, re-sign Rondo, sign McGee, Alex Caruso, who people really don't know about but can ball. Let's get it, man. I think that thing will be perfect. I love Marquise Morris. I like both the Morris brothers. So, RC, what do you think about that? Does uh does that sound like a formidable championship caliber roster? Sounds like fresh food on the lot for a young super team in Sacramento. But I like the idea of it and enthusiasm for sure. Marquise Morris is a good guy. Also, he has a twin too, so in case he gets hurt, they could do the old twin magic switcheroo. Um... Jeremy Lin, yeah, I guess, yeah, you know, you, you got to go for those guys, though. Like, like Simon's talking about the, uh, who was it, Kyle Korver buyout, things like that. Maybe you get some of those guys. I, I would rather try to get more talent wrapped around, you know, AD and LeBron instead of going for the bigger name and then going with the shorter roster. There's a lot of possibilities, but it's easy for someone to talk Wesley about. Wesley Matthews out there. Stuff. So you have uh, Wesley Matthews, you know, Rondo. Uh, LeBron, AD, and uh, McGee starting. No, Kuzma, LeBron, AD, Rondo, Wesley Matthews starting. Yeah, that's not a bad lineup, man. That's not a bad lineup, but there's a whole lot of teams that aren't going to be worried about that lineup, I can tell you that. Really, really, really. Marquise Morris coming off the bench. Uh, Jeremy Lin coming off the bench. JaVale McGee backing up time. Willow, what you feel about that, bro? How's that break down for you? Hey, it didn't break down well. I don't – it sounds like a bunch of nothing to me. 
The Rockets will have a field day with that. Jeremy Lin, this was an Asian guy. I can tell this was an Asian guy, and and this guy put in Jeremy Lin talking. It's like, come on, man, Jeremy Lin, what what are we talking about? So, you know, Wesley uh, 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 Matthews, we've I've seen him plenty of times. Uh, he's not he's not what he what he thinks he is. Uh, Morris, this is the the worst of the Morris brothers who you know who are all right, but this is the the weaker of the brothers. Um, McGee's pretty good. You know, McGee's a good guy in this, this day and age of everybody running and gunning. But, uh, you know, sounds like one, they're one injury away from being, you know, out of the playoffs again. Uh, that's LeBron RAD. So, you know, I'm not really – that didn't really do anything for me. But I know as a Laker fan, you got to hope, you know. You got to hope Damn. that LeBron turns back the, the hands of time. <laughs> you got to hope that AD – is as good as he as a guy that's been to the playoffs just a couple of times, but he's supposed to be a top five player. You know, I don't know how that <laughs> here works. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, goddamn man, my my hate meter is like about to break to the right. As much hate as it's sensing <laughs> right now, like it's fucking like twitching far right. It can't go any further. It wants the dial doesn't have enough digits for the the level of hate it's sensing right now. Um, sign. I'm pretty sure you'll add to that sentiment. Holla at me. What you think about it, bro? So I heard Caruso, Rondo, Matthews, and Morris. Am I correct? Morris, JaVale McGee. Um, And then also we have a mid-level exemption and a veteran exemption also. Yeah, I'm just talking about the players you mentioned. Yeah, you're going to have to upgrade that, man. You're going to have to get better players than those guys. I mean, I'm just – you just—I mean, Jeremy Lin didn't even get no minutes on Toronto. It's all right. You know what I'm saying? So, so Morris Morris wasn't getting no minutes on the Thunder, and the Thunder lost in five in the first round to Portland. So, mm-hmm. what are we talking about here? We're talking <laughs> about leftovers on other teams. You know what I'm saying? So, you're gonna have to upgrade that a little bit. You know, right there. To be honest, I think if they added just those guys right there, you guys are talking about. Um, and like a Corver that I mentioned, I don't even think they'd be a top four seed in the West. Wow. Denver would be better. So, uh, uh, can we add to that? Can we add to that sentiment then, that Lakers were in, in fourth place with the roster they had last year at Christmas break? Does that mean yeah, anything? I, I, now? I had Lonzo Ball. I, oh, I, don't, but, I, don't, I don't put too much into that because if you really paid attention to the standings last year, it was fluctuating because it's so damn stacked in the West. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not totally big on that. Oh, they were number four. And, you know, I mean, they, they, yeah, they were number four at Christmas, but they also started the season like, didn't they start the season like 0-5 or something? I mean, come on. The, the season was up. There was a, at the start of the season, the Clippers were the number one seed for a while. They ended up eight. And remember the third seed to the to the what thirteenth or fourteenth seed was like what four games apart five games at the most it was ridiculous last year. And the last game, I mean the last week of the season, you know, uh, Houston lost to like the Thunder, and that ended up messing up their seed, and they had to play Golden State in the second round instead of the conference finals. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't put too much into that, man. I mean, I get, you know, you know, I get as a fan, you want to look at it a certain angle, but come on, man. Like, I mean, the West is stacked. The West is going to be even better wow. next year. 
So who's uh, going to dog us? Who's dogging us with that starting five? Like, who's dogging us? Really? Houston's not dogging us. Houston's five not better than ours. Houston's five not better than ours. But Houston's 12 is better than y'all's three. What? Debatable. Debatable. Who they got? And Look, I'm not going on Houston like that. But Houston has proven every year with Harden, whether you like him or not, Harden will get you 50 games a year, uh, wins. And he will get you there, and we know what's going to happen in the playoffs. I mean, like I told you, Harden is like taxes. You you know what I'm saying? Annually, he going to choke. You know what I'm saying? You know what you're getting. And it's an annual thing with that dude. But in the regular season, he's a beast. He's an MVP candidate, top three every year. But so we're talking regular season here. If, if Paul and Harden can get their stuff together or they trade Paul and they can get a good trade for him, I think that lineup – now I'm talking that lineup you were talking about, those guys. I don't think that Laker team is better than the Rockets. I don't think they're better I than do. Denver. You know, I don't, I'm just saying, you know, I mean – I definitely you know. Do. It, you said I what? Think, I, I definitely do. I think AD dominates all those. AD's going to give you that 30 and 10 a night. LeBron's going to be so LeBron. Only been but he was one, putting up 30 and 10 in, in the Hornets, and they were struggling to make the playoffs. Yeah, but he didn't have fucking LeBron running with them. What is what are you what what what, what are you talking about? This LeBron okay, we talking see, about here. But this is my talk. See, this is my point. You're treating him like he's the same LeBron. He's not the hey. same LeBron. He was. Okay, now that's LeBron. what our eyes our eyes are telling us that. But what the numbers say though, because the numbers showed that last year was one of his most efficient years ever. So hey, you know we play, that's debatable no also. And it's no, he didn't play any defense. And now you you look. I don't want to spiral down that hole. That's a whole different hole to be going down. But you guys are saying right now. I will get your early prediction. Where do the Lakers finish? Stein, tell me where they finish in the West. I have to see their squad, man. They they literally have no no. You have look. Let me explain to you, man. This is not three on three. This is not the you know Rucker Park. This is five on five NBA basketball. You need to actually be able to build a team. A team. They got three guys, three, and they don't have that much money to spend. Man, like if I if I told you guys, that, if I said to you guys at the beginning of the season. And I ran down Toronto's roster. There is not one of you who would say Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Fleet, the Kyle Lowry we've known to choke and come up short forever. Um, we're going to be the key components to a championship team. No one could tell me that. I know better. Now, all of them I do. Would. God, get the fuck out of here. Man, people didn't even know who Pascal Siakam was at the start of the playoffs. Fred Van Fleet, hey, but you're, you're kidding, but kidding listen. me? That sounds like a Jewish fucking lawyer or something like that. Man, get out of here. <laughs> JP, JP, these are the facts. No. They won 59 games last year with DeMar DeRozan, who ain't that good, Lowry, who just called a choker. Now they added a top three guy in the league in Kawhi. Of course they were going to be a championship contender. Of course. Oh, now here we go. Of course, now, huh? Now, oh, so you're saying Demar Derozan on the same level as Kawhi? I mean, I had them going to the chip against the Rockets. So, Did I you mean, have the Raptors? Going 
Did you have them going? Hell no. I know I had the, I know I had the Warriors not winning the chip, but I forget. No, no, this is what I did. I had the Raptors winning, I mean, coming to, uh, to the finals. Then when they struggle with Philly, I switched my pick to Milwaukee, and then they beat Milwaukee. So I had Milwaukee going to the chip. So. Uh, yeah, honestly. Exactly. Like the rest of us did. Like but, most but, people did. No, no, and if you didn't have did Milwaukee, have, if you didn't have Milwaukee, you had Philadelphia. Nobody. But, I did, hey, but my point Toronto. is this. Listen, listen. I had Toronto. I just said I did have Toronto, and then I switched my pick. But I never had the Lakers or the Hornets last year. And those and who was the best player on the Lakers last year? LeBron James. Who was the best player on the Hornets last year? Uh, or Pen- Pelicans. I say Hornets. Pelicans. Uh, apples and oranges. Apples and was, oranges. I didn't have either of them going to the chip. Now, you put them together, yeah, they're a better team. But it's like, you know, I mean, I, I'm telling you right now, man, Toronto next year, if they keep Kawhi, they would beat the Lakers in the finals, bro. They would. They just would, man. I'm sorry. That's you don't if the Lakers make the finals. Yeah, debatable, they did. I mean, debatable. you know, it's all but I'm, I'm no, nah, but that's what happens, man. The top guys in the league, they change your franchise, man. That's what it's about. That's why they that's why the Lakers were willing to give up all that, you know, uh, you know, the yeah. picks and the, the young players, because like you said, the young players weren't as, you know, they weren't as proven or this and, you know, whatever you want to call it. They weren't as good as people want to make them out to be, um, because if they were, they wouldn't have to give up all those guys. If any of if any one of those guys were as good as some of the young players in the league right now that we know are the real deal, they wouldn't have to, have to give up all that. They would only have to give up one of them. But they had to give up basically all of them to, to make the deal happen. But uh, We didn't, yeah, we didn't give up nothing start. we care about. We didn't give up no, nothing we care about. That's my point. You cared about them before the trade. Before the trade, of course oh, we, we did. got so much potential. We got Brandon Ingram. He looks like Kevin Durant. Lonzo Ball. You know, he reminds me of Jason Kidd. But then when you when you trade them, oh man, we didn't need them anyway, man. We got we miss Lonzo. We I miss Julius Randle. Shit, they got Julius Randle from us. Now look, man, we got some of our th- these guys we drafted: D'Angelo Russell, uh, Julius Randle. All our guys are going out there and balling. You know, so and, and 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 I agree with you guys. Look, I'm not in love with that as a startup, but I believe it's a start. That team is formidable. You ask me if you got. If you got JaVale McGee, Marquise Morris, look, y'all can shit on Marquise Morris or the Morrises for that matter. Man, them dudes are always good to have on your team. They can knock down shots. They're fucking 6'9", six, 6'10". Six, they defend the perimeter. Them dudes don't hurt you ever. Y'all going to find out who Caruso is this season. And, uh, man, this is how the fuck we feeling in L.A. Liddy again, Liddy again, I gotta be Liddy again. Liddy again, Liddy again, I gotta be Liddy, we Liddy again. Damn right. So, look, you know, let me put your feet to the fire, man. Forget it. Forget Go all ahead, the talking. Man. I'm sick and tired of people like you guys <laughs> running your mouth, but then not put. Then I want you to put it down right now. So you're I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. <laughs> Are you staying championship <laughs> next year? Yes. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yes. You sound uh, nervous. Yes, yes, have to I don't give a fuck. Yes. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. To this day. To this day. That's all I mean, I'm good with that. You stay in championship. I don't want to hear 
you know, I don't want to hear, oh, you know, LeBron this or AD that or these these role players we got, you know, for cheap. We're not that good. It's like, you know what you're getting yourself into. So if it doesn't work out like that, you're just going to have to say, hey, man, I was wrong. You know what I mean? But yeah. like I said, man, in the West, as of right now, I would take the as far as regular season, as far as like who's going to, I think, will be better than them in the regular season. You got. I gotta put Houston. I gotta put Denver. I gotta Denver. put Portland. I gotta put. Uh, hmm, I probably have to say. You know the Jazz yeah, got Mike Conley. You know the Jazz got Yo, Mike Jazz, Conley. Yeah, I yeah, think that's yeah, nice. That's enough Jazz. Yeah, I put Jazz. I'm just saying, man. These teams are more built, like better. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that nigga Willow over there is so sad, homie, with his team and can't do nothing with it. With it, Willow. <laughs> would you would you like to jump in this, Willow? You sad? You motherfuckers is gone. Y'all had your window. It was okay. It see, was short like leprechaun. Willow, man, no, we couldn't be like we couldn't be Golden State. We couldn't be Golden State, though. We could wash everybody else. I'm not worried about it. We'll be all right. Hey, Willow, would hey, you guys Willa. wash uh, the Raptors? That would have been tough. I think we could have beat. I think we would have beat them, but it would have been a little tougher. They got two big men. Dog. We see Capella likes to shrink when it comes to these yeah, big, big soft, dudes. Man. So he saw man. He so was getting pushed around by Looney and uh, Draymond Green. I was like, oh my god. Hey, in LA, in LA, free smoke, baby. free smoke, hey, free smoke, free smoke, hey, free smoke, free smoke, hey. Hey, y'all know what's up, man. And y'all let yeah, the Chinese man. guy talk to you. That was the Asian guy that gave, that was giving them pictures. I ain't up. scared of you, motherfuckers. Hey, let's get it, man. <laughs> we ready? Nah, but Fox JP, I don't want to hear sports hey. from women or Asian guys. Hey, you should. Lydia, 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 I gotta. Re- Man, we ain't, we locked and loaded. Y'all y'all been you know for Asian like guys years and now, women. You guys I don't want to hear that. You're gonna to this day, everybody. no. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> JP, hype them. They got an Asian guy <laughs> speaking for him. He get wants it. an Asian GM. <laughs> I, I'm not- <laughs> Let's get it. God damn it. Damn, Jam- JP guaranteed a championship. I like it, man. I respect <laughs> it, you know. Hey, man. Shit, y'all know what's up. We coming for that shit. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Let's get it. But uh, let's move on, y'all. Let's move on. Look, LeVar, they finally put the final bullet in his head, I believe. You know, you could say he had the, the gag the gag on him this year sent down by Magic, the gag order. Um, but now ESPN, they said they're not working with him going forward. They have no plans to work with him going forward. They didn't say he's done. That was the specifics about the quote. They said they have no plans going forward. I don't know if that's saying you're done. But ESPN said they ain't got nothing in the near future working with LeVar. Uh, for those of you that don't know, LeVar had a little comment, you know, with Molly Karam. You know, now Molly Karam is the chick off on first take, and that's also Jalen Rose's wife. So, let me give you the sound from the altercation. This is LeVar responding to Molly Karam. Go ahead. Go LeVar, ahead before I, I get back que- to him. LeVar, can I switch gears with you? Because I have a question you here. You switch gears with me anytime. <laughs> Let's stay oh, focused Lord. here. <laughs> All right. Um, can you please explain to me what the big... That was it. 
LeVar said, you can switch gears with me anytime. Now, of course, there's context to it because you had to see it. And all we have is audio. Now, look, I don't think, I think that it's subjective. I understand we're in a time and in a culture, the climate, where the climate is, you got to be really sensitive to everyone's rights. It's a bunch of social justice warriors out here, and everybody is frontlining for every goddamn thing these days. Should it be, you know, at my job, I had to put up fucking signs with a dude with a half a skirt on and half of a regular pants leg. And then in another facility, we had to put up um, shit with nothing on it. You know, you just for the for the bathroom sign. I'm like, what the how the fuck? You know, it was a blank one. That wouldn't mean anybody can go in there. You know, so it's a time where everybody's getting their rights in. Everybody's putting their hands in the fire as far as you know who we fighting for, and it's a sensitive time for women's rights also, and for men being, I guess, a sexual gesture is what Lavar's being pulled to the carpet for here. LeVar said, Molly said, LeVar, let me switch gears with you. LeVar said, you can switch gears with me anytime. I think that's about the context you got from it. Now, is that sassy, LeVar? Like, you can switch gears with me whenever you want to. Could LeVar have said that to a man, I ask? Or was LeVar being suggestive in nature? Were he suggesting sexual in your windows is the question. Woola, what do you think about it, bro? Well, you know, I think this is, they're just, everybody hates Le, uh, LeVar because he's a, a father that's doing good things, a black father in the son's life. So he's getting a lot of static out here. Uh, he said, what well, he said, you can switch gears with me anytime. She said, and he was like, come on. And then there's also, there's a, there's a, a video going around on Facebook right now of their last, the last time that they spoke. And guess what she said? Let me switch gears with you. And he said, yeah, we could switch gears. And he did like this little gesture about switching gears, like in the car. Nobody took any offense to that. He did the exact same thing. You know, you can't see it, but he's like, you can switch gears with me anytime. Come on. And he does like he's switching gears on the car. His face doesn't change. His voice doesn't get higher. You know, when you're making a move on a woman as a black man, you know, you might, your voice is probably going to change. You ain't going to keep that same regular voice. He didn't have voice. sex in you're his eyes. Did he have sex in his eyes? <laughs> you know, he didn't have any of that, man. I think he was just talking, being trying to be a polite guy. You know, he already had the thing with the, uh, you know, stay in your lane deal. So, you know, I think he was trying to be extra polite and it backfired on him in this day and age of the Me Too movement, you know. I don't think they're getting rid of LeVar. They, I think they worded it especially, uh, you know, they said that at this time, and I'm sure that's all, you know, LeVar only popping out every three, six months. So at this time, they don't got no need for him. But when LaMelo's back in the draft next year or LaMelo goes to where, whatever, I think he's going to Australia. If he goes to Australia and puts up 70 points in the game, we're going to hear from one of the best fathers, best, best back fathers of all time. So, this is just a little this not I don't think this is anything. ESPN's just saving face saying, Hey, at this time we don't have anything for him. But well, we know LeBar's gonna be back. Mm. He's 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 great for television. Mm. R C your thoughts. Well, you know, 
I told you guys when I first seen this that, oh, man, Nevada messed up now. Uh, just because of the time and age of win right now. And, you know, Willis spoke on the, uh, I believe her name was Christine Lee, the girl that was working with uh, Colin Coward and all that. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Molly, uh, I don't know her last name, I don't know how you pronounce it, but if she gets her own show similar to, to Christine Leahy, all that stuff. And, um, yeah, LaVar's just going to have a gag order from ESPN. Essentially, he won't be uh, involved with any, anything moving forward, which is okay because there's just baseball moving forward at this point in time, so that's fine. But, um, yeah, I really wasn't surprised at all about it. The look that Stephen A. Smith gave whole company, man. And, you know, Max wasn't looking like that. But uh, I, I, I take nothing wrong with it, but I see, I knew right away the world was going to be an uproar about it. And it did not take very long for ESPN to make that comment about it. Uh, you know, I like old LeVar. I like that guy. You know, he's, he's a funny dude. He's the uncle at the cookout that's the loudest and, and having a good time, making everybody else feel comfortable to, to speak their opinions and all that good stuff. I like LeVar. But Big W for Fox Sports. ESPN might not go, got no plans forward with him. But we will be seeing uh, LeVar Ball, hearing for LeVar Ball over on Fox Sports Network. That will, that's another big platform. As you know, we got Skip and Shannon over there where LeVar's been a multiple-time guest. So if ESPN ain't trying to rock with him, then there's going to be another company that's doing pretty successful that will give uh, LeVar Ball his time. Sign, your thoughts? Man, I mean, what I think about it is I think it's bigger than, you know, what I think what we're think looking at it as, I, um, you know, when it comes to LeVar, you know, I think, you know, LeVar, you know, he's he's trying to do his own thing or whatever. That's cool. But he ain't the only black father, you know, out there that got an NBA player or an athlete. So, and, you know, a lot of black fathers actually have athletes that are better than his sons. So I don't think it has anything to do with that. But, um, but I think what's really going on is, you know, LeVar had a son that was playing on, on one of the top two, three brands in basketball and in sports, you know, you know what I mean? The Lakers are a big brand. They got a huge fan base. So when you got an outspoken father that has issues with certain things or this and that, you know, I want to bring them on the show, you know, whether it's Fox or ESPN and get ratings. Well, that's not the case anymore. You know, Lonzo is a Pelican. So, it's almost like, yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure she probably made some comments behind the scenes like, oh, I didn't like that, what he said to me. But I think in reality what it is is they don't have no use for him anymore. I mean, Lonzo's, you know, in New Orleans. He's not a Laker no more, and they feel like they can't really – they don't have no use for him. They don't see why they would need to bring him on. You know, his other son didn't make the NBA. The other one might make the NBA, but that remains to be seen. So it's like, what's the use of bringing LeVar on? You get what I mean? He's not going to say some controversial comments about the Lakers coach or LeBron or this and that, you know, because it's like he's not a Laker no more. Alonzo's not a Laker, so that's what I think it really is. Now, if something pops up, then they might bring him back on. But for now, they're like, hey, man, we don't need you no more. Alonzo ain't a Laker. Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't know. But I think, you know (laughs) – You know, the question is, is LeBar being suggestive here? You know, 
basically is is he being suggestive? And I don't know how to better how to easier say it or not, but is Lavar basically basically throwing out an innuendo if he's trying to fuck? Is LeVar trying to take it down, man, is the question. You know, like, that's what they're really, that's what the implication of this whole thing is. Is that a sexual, suggestive innuendo LeVar throwing out there? And I don't believe it was that, man. I don't believe it was that. No, so, neither do I. I don't think it was. I think it was just, LeVar thinks, the thing with LeVar, LeVar thinks he got, like, he thinks he's smoother and he thinks he can, he got mouthpiece more than he really do. You know, he thinks he's like, oh, this and that. and this. He's just one of them dudes that get louder than everybody, this and that. Yeah. You know, and he's just, he's a, you know, kind of bully mentality type dude. But it's like, in reality, it's like, majority of the time, to me, LeVar's kind of corny. You know what I mean? But uh, that's all it was. I didn't take it like that. But, you know. Fathers you are know, corny, man. Not it's not even about be cool. being a father. I'm just talking about, I think he was probably like that when he was not a father. He just seems like that type of guy. You know, that's always been his personality. But, uh, you know, uh, that's all it was, man. It, it, you know, but, you know, if the woman feels offended, you know, it, it becomes an issue. It's re- it really what comes down to is how the woman takes it, you know. She took it as an yeah. offense or whatever, offended. So that it became an issue. If she didn't, I don't think it would have been an issue. You know, there probably would have been people posting the video like, oh, you see LeVar doing this. But in reality, it really comes down to how people take it. And then when the society we're in right now, it's a bigger issue, you know. So that's all. Uh, but them, them, them banning him, come on. You know, was LeVar trying to nail? Was LeVar trying to nail, man? Was he throwing out a sexual innuendo? Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. No. He might have to get through Jalen first, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he did he definitely wasn't, man. He was just out. He's just talking. He just talks a lot. And that's him trying to be nice. He was trying to be nice. You know, yeah, when a black man smooth, does his voice you know, is going to get high. Funny, entertaining. Sometimes yeah. it comes he off just, a certain way. That's all. Yeah. Man. RC, you think he was trying to nail? Nah. Why would he? I mean, Molly, she's a six at best. So, nah, I don't think so. Wow. Uh, she she pretty I think she baby bad oh you know I think she you know but she's a married woman you know and that's disrespectful to, you know, that's disrespectful for him to even do that when Jalen's in the in the building so I think it's enough said about that man but lastly a topic that I couldn't wait to get to my favorite topic of the year really you know it's been a lot of rebrands you know every time now. Every time a celebrity falls off and does some horrible shit and everybody hates them, they go away for a while, uh, i.e., you know, you'll you'll see with, a, you know, let me think of somebody off the top of my head, like, probably see with Charlie Sheen or, you know, these type of celebrities where they fall off, everybody hates them, then they go away. A lot of times they rebrand and do like a, they become a stand-up comic. And that works because stand-up comedy surrounds itself with self-loathing and if you can be self-loathing and talk about how much of a terrible person you've been but make it funny we'll accept you kind of Mike Tyson you know what I mean and people like this doing those rebrands and we see that a lot my fucking favorite rebrand going on right now of all time 
is O.J. Simpson's rebrand. O.J. Simpson, man, look, I know a lot of you are having a moral battle within your, within yourself here. Man, should I should I follow a, a known murderer? Should I, you know, it just doesn't seem right. I want to be better than that. I followed O.J. immediately. I'm on him. I'm Every time O.J. does anything, I'm on top of it. He's great. I love him. And he's back on Twitter. And here was OJ's first drop letting you know he's back. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. OJ. How great is that? This is yours truly. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. OJ. Hey, it sounds like a nice old grandpa, right? Gonna come pick up the kids, take them for ice cream? Why hey, not? Twitter world, this is yours truly. OJ. Great guy. Great guy, man. That fucking OJ, you know, it's like he, he, we, it's like we love him. Everything in his voice sounds like we love that guy, you know, and like you know, this your man, you know, it's like damn near Denzel hollering at you or something, you know, Obama, you know, that has the Obama feel. Hey, to Twitter it. world, this is yours truly. OJ, that's a murderer, you know, that's a murderer right there. Um, but he's back. You know, he came out, he dropped that on you. Then he dropped again on motherfuckers, sent chills up my spine. Now, when a known murderer come out and say some shit like this. I got a little getting even to do. What is he talking about? This motherfucker done killed people and just going to come on social media and say. I got a little getting even to do. Scares the shit out of me. I don't want nobody who I know for sure didn't killed. And I didn't been fucking with him when he was locked up. And now he out and he talking about... I got a little getting even to do. <laughs> hey, man. RC, what you feel about it, man? How how you liking OJ's rebrand? <laughs> I like it, man. I like it a lot. I, I'm really excited. I, I was quick to follow him. As soon as I seen he was out, uh, I'm really excited for the football season to come around and hear his his uh, analytics and, and fantasy football advice that we know that we're going to get from him and all that good shit that OJ does. Um, to me, it's not like a bad commercial, to be honest, where he was uh, trying to get back in his acting skills. But um, other than all that, man, <laughs> it's kind of fun to see OJ out here. The man... Uh, he paid his debt to society, especially when he tried to get his shit back. Uh, why not get on the Twitter world and express your, your opinions? You know that people don't like you, but still, you know, he's a free man, and he should be able to do whatever the hell he wants. I got uh, a little good and even to do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, that scared the shit out of me right now. Just, just stop me in my tracks, bro. Sounds so politely, like, just frightening. <laughs> I'm telling you, boy, I feel sorry if, if OJ think you've been talking bad about him for, for the past years, boy, because, God, he let you know. He coming back. I got him. a little getting even to do. <sighs> Sounds like OJ got that knife out again, man. He back in the Bronco. He the winner got that shit restored on the inside. AC been holding the Bronco <laughs> for him all this year's. OJ then took that shit down to the shop, got the insides, wiped all that blood out, nigga, fresh white paint on that bitch, fresh tires. 
time to roll. I'm after. I got a little getting even to do. So uh, OJ back in that Bronco again, y'all. Know I got that. a little getting even to do. But yeah, though, man, I'm glad to see OJ back. Um, I don't know. I like him, RC. Hey, Twitter world, this is yours truly. OJ. I like him, bro. I like him. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you, man. Hopefully, I could. uh, I'm I'm gonna try and like just think of something good to to try to get a reaction out of him when it comes to football shit. I might like. You could ask him anything about the guy who's rocking number 32 over in Buffalo right now. Whatever it is, it'd be interesting. But, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I would be really careful of things that I say about O.J. Simpson. I don't want to get that Twitter notification or, you know, him sending a direct message to, you know. Like, I'm trying to hear that crazy talk, man. Hey, what if O.J. DM'd you like? I got a little getting even to do. Man, you better be scared. Yeah. I mean, you 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 can't play OJ like me. You ain't gonna do shit, bitch ass nigga. Yeah, this where I stay. I DM my nigga address and all that kind of shit. Nah, the niggas ain't gonna be playing OJ like that, bro. Definitely not, man. And you know me, I I, I hold back nothing towards a lot of people uh, that have a statue or or not. I always speak my mind. And but you know, with a guy like OJ, I, I'll be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta have a good yeah. to say about the juice. The juice is loose, man. So, Simon Willis, they've gone and dropped off, man. Me and uh, RC went on and wrapped up, wrapped up for uh, for my man OJ here. It's been a heavy-handed edition. It's been a great show. Uh, I'll be soon to get back in saddle, soon as possible, man. Uh, I want to thank RC for hanging out, staying the full course, Willa, Simon. Thank y'all for dropping by. RC, man, what you finna do for the rest of the day, bro? Uh, I got my uncle down from Florida right now, so uh, I just got home. I'm going to get all cleaned up and stuff and go over there and chill out with her. Go listen to my Uncle Louie's stories about, you know, how much he can't stand Florida coming from New York and, you know, just always complaining about something. So that's that'd be fun for me to get a little, get a little bottle or something out there and go, chop it up with the old man you know he's uh he was living in florida moved from brooklyn before then in florida then he went to las vegas for a little bit and now he's back in florida you know he said there's there's just too many whores out there trying to you know get in my pocket so so it's a just classic puerto rican dude from brooklyn man and uh I, i haven't seen him for about a year and a half now so i'm gonna go over there and just pick his brain for a little bit and and uh, just cool it for the rest of the day, man. Um, or a- and after that, I gotta go to this pool party. My my uh, my brother Darian' birthday today, so gonna you know it, I'm locked in for the rest of the day. But I was glad to come on here. You got a great show, JP. Love the topics and all that good stuff, man. And uh, it's in high demand, brother. So whenever you're rocking again, you know just to shoot that message, and I I try and do my best to get over here and help you out with content, man. Man, I appreciate you, brother. Man, have a good blessed day out there, man. Stay safe. And uh, until the next time, man, it's been a heavy-handed edition. And I'm going to leave like this. Look, man, I love this guy. And I'm gonna hey, leave Twitter up. world, this is yours truly. Oh, gee. I got a little getting even to do. Until the next time, fam. Heavy-handed <laughs> edition. I'm out. <laughs>